Since November 2020, worldwide, over 1 million individuals have died from COVID-19. Over 54 million cases have been reported. Our nation is not only losing lives, but many jobs and housing too. Unemployment rates are now worse than the recession during the Great Depression in 1937. New York City has over 8 million residents. While people are losing jobs, income, and stability, Mayor Bill de Blasio warns of potential school closures if the COVID-19 positivity rate exceeds 3%. If and when the coronavirus infectious rate exceeds 5%, New York City will be shut down. I am Eleanor Cannon, journalism student here at Hunter College. I will be discussing a few impacts the pandemic has had on New Yorkers, along with community workers and local businesses, specifically two New York staples, Astor Place hairstylists and Economy Candy. Both are located in the Lower East Side of Manhattan in New York City. Economy Candy is the oldest candy store in New York City, located on Rivington Street in the Lower East Side. When I was a kid, my father, brother, and I would make weekend runs to a few of our favorite shops. Economy Candy was one of them. My brother Tyler and I were each allowed to spend $20, which felt equivalent to a toy shopping spree at FAO Schwartz at the time. I remember before entering the store, gashapoons flooded the store's front. Gashapoon is a Japanese word, which means variety of vending machine capsule toys. Before spending my $20 allowance inside, I usually splurged about 2 to $3 all on the colorful junk I admired from outside. Once you entered Economy Candy, what you see initially feels a bit unbelievable. Let me explain. From the ceiling walls to the floors, there are bundles, boxes, barrels, shelves, and hooks jam-packed with candy, dried fruit, nuts, fudge, marzipan, and every foreign candy on this earth you could imagine available to buy. My father is from England and he loves chocolate, specifically chocolate from his childhood, which was very rare to find nearly 20 years ago in local convenience stores around the city. Cadbury bars, chocolate fingers and buttons were always the staple. Corn nuts for my mom and I evolved to be our special, extremely bad for our teeth economy candy treat. My brother would use his $20 to buy bags of gummy candy, jelly beans, nerds robes, and his all-time 1966 favorite, Razzles. Economy Candy remains in business despite revenue and sales plummeting due to the pandemic. Business needs have not been met, mainly because there's little to no visitors buying huge amounts of product. Tourism in this city is at a low. Halloween sales were drastically down this year because of COVID-19 limitations. An excerpt from the site Bowery Bougie previews an interview with one of the two third-generation co-owners, Mitchell Cohen. He said, one of the best things about Economy Candy is the experience of being in the store. In March, when we had to close to the public, we immediately began brainstorming about how we could continue to bring that happiness and excitement to our customers while everyone was living in quarantine. Mitchell Cohen also said, this is the first time in 83 years that in-store shopping has been out on a standstill. I recall one of my favorite parts of the experience was physically being inside the store, soaking in all the smells and visual chaos around. Co-owners Sky Greenfield Cohen and Mitchell Cohen 
have been keeping hopeful and busy, coming up with creative ways to keep their New York staple and business booming. Mystery bags are available for $10, categorized by types and flavors like mystery sweet, mystery sour, and chocolate bags. New York City's guardian angels have been out protecting our streets since 1979. Over the course of a few decades, the angels have created and implemented hundreds of safety protocols, not only in New York City, but all over the world as well. Native New Yorker and founder Curtis Silva initially began this journey along with 12 other volunteers, all of which shared the common ground of feeling unsafe while riding the subway. The 12 volunteers in Curtis were known as the Magnificent 13 who dedicated their free time riding the trains to protect, serve, and conduct safety protocols for vulnerable commuters. During a time in New York City where much help and guidance was needed but not provided by city officials. The Guardian Angels have created protocols in over 130 cities in 13 countries in hopes of substantially improving others' quality of life. The list of countries and cities include Australia, Brazil, Canada, Denmark, Dominican Republic, India, Israel, Mexico, the Philippines, Scotland, Spain, South Korea, South Africa, Sweden, Switzerland, United Kingdom, and Italy. In Australia, the Guardian Angels have residents in Logan and Melbourne. In Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. In Canada, Edmonton and Thunder Bay, in Denmark, Horjing, in Dominican Republic, Santo Domingo, in India, Hyderabad, in Israel, Rojavot, in Mexico, Mexico City, in the Philippines, Banang, in Scotland, Dundee, in Spain, Barcelona, in South Korea, Seoul, in South Africa, Cape Town, in Sweden, Gothenburg, in Switzerland, Geneva, in United Kingdom, London, and in Italy, Milano, Bologna, Cesare, Cagliari, Oblia, Sarova, Brescia, and Viaggio. The beauty of this organization is purely the fact that everything the angels do for our communities is done for free. All angels are volunteers. They have been role models in our communities across the globe leading by example, and most importantly, societal rightfulness. Right now, during the pandemic, they have made their mark once again. They have been out in our streets, protecting our trains and protecting our communities during a time when our authorities are not doing it for us. The angel's mission statement reads, only by joining together and helping each other can people live in safety and peace. Reflecting the multitude of community protocols and services volunteers administer. Encouraging community pride and, civil and civic mindfulness. Recognizing the need to improve societal downfalls and ills, prompting after patrol necessary. They believe problems throughout any community can be solved single-handedly and require the cooperation of all its members which is why members understand just how crucial the saying, all hands on deck, truly is. When I was in seventh grade, I had a best friend named Remy. He grew up in the Lower East Side of New York City, two blocks away from St. Mark's Astor Place. I remember Remy's mom, Yvette, 
who spoiled that boy Ryan. Yvette would leave two crisp $20 bills on the dining room table for Remy to get a fresh cut for the start of each and every school week. Down the block from their rent-controlled apartment on 7th Street and Avenue A in the heart of Alphabet City, we would walk to Astor Place hairstylist right on St. Mark's. I remember there was a flight of stairs you would walk down. Once the door opened upon entering, the first thing you saw was the chef's notoriously iconic sign, which read, we speak Italian, Russian, Greek, Spanish, French, Polish, Uzbek, Farsi, Moroccan, Portuguese, Bengali, Romanian, and a little bit of English. Once eye contact was made with one of the 100 barbers working, you received a number or set amount of time you were expected to wait before being seen by your hairstylist. When it was your turn to get a cut, you were seated in a chair and handed a laminated piece of paper you were expected to review. There were boxes numbered one through 20, images of different style cuts to choose from, in rows of four with five columns of looks. Typically, you would just point to the freshest cut on the sheet. In return, you received the head knot and the cut of your dreams. 25 to 30 minutes of pure concentration and perfection later, I kid you not, you look just like the photo you chose your new look from. These barbers are legendary. They are craftsmen and women who have been running the show for the last 73 years. Just over two weeks ago, in the beginning weeks of November 2020, Astor Place hairstylists got hit hard financially due to the pandemic. They were prepared and scheduled to close their doors for good by the end of the month. Last minute, an anonymous group of wealthy New Yorkers came through, saving the day and this business by the 11th hour.